Welcome to Career Tools. Propose someone else takes your work. Chapter one, the pre-work. This cast answers the following questions. How do I move a project to someone else? How do I ask my boss to let me drop a project? How do I get time to work on my important projects? Well, if the answer to these questions excites you, then keep listening. Here we go. Well, I love this cast, Wendy. So I'm, I'm going to pay a lot of attention to what you tell me because I'd love to get some work off my plate. So here we go. So tell me about this. I think you might fall prey to the delegation, to, fall victim to the delegation to the floor problem, which is the floor never does any work. But, um, so the, uh, we're going to talk about why you might want to allow people to do your work. Um and there's lots of nefarious reasons why you might want someone else to do your work. For instance, you might just want to have a nice day and not do any yeah, work. I just want to go ride my motorcycle. It's a nice day out. Yeah. Get on the Harley, ride 100 miles. But there are good reasons for wanting to not do your work as well, like um, the work not being exactly in your skill set and somebody else having the skills that could mean the job could be done faster or giving them a chance to try something that's in your workload that that will give them a chance to use some different skills or learn some different things or even just allowing you to concentrate on the important things rather than having you know four important things and you're also doing 30 unimportant things it just makes the important things have less time right so unlike the way i i started we're going to assume that the intent is good here we're just not trying to get out of work <laughs> exactly so uh, the outline is we're going to talk about not being impulsive, listing the benefits for your company, and deciding how you will achieve the transfer. Okay. Well, don't be impulsive. I guess you mean not not making uh, career decisions in the moment. That's never really a good idea. Yeah, exactly. So everybody does this, or I think everybody does this. I hope everyone does this because that makes me normal. We have a bad day and we tell every, uh, tell ourselves everything is awful. Um, the company has never worked right. I hate my boss. No one appreciates my work. All my co-workers are slackers. And any of those words that kind of generalizes is usually a bad sign that we're not thinking clearly because it's not true. And, and we daydream about saying I quit and storming off preferably with a cape because you know that makes a good sound <laughs> as you storm off and the more you daydream about it the more you're likely to do it which is not good if your brain has gone through and rehearsed a couple of times and it gets into that situation it could well say oh I know what happens next and there you are cape and all um and there are impulsive decisions where you just say I quit um that work out and you can probably think of a few when you're thinking about quitting. And there's impulsive de decisions that don't work out. And when you're calmer, perhaps you can probably think of more of those than you can think of the ones where it did work out. Um, so anytime that you're asking your boss for more than, shall I pick up a sandwich for you for lunch? Um, the conversation will go better if you think about it ahead of time. Uh, you can imagine the situation. You have four deadlines today on four different projects and you're desperate to juggle to meet all of them and you're under pressure and you're working too hard and why does all this responsibility fall on me and why doesn't Jane do Project X? She never does anything. And in that rage, you go to your boss and say just that. And then, of course, if team player and workload management are part of your annual review, you just got a bad annual review. Yeah, so instead just... 
take a deep breath and get those specific deadlines met. And then once the pressure's off, you can consider whether Jane really is the right person to take on that work or whether you want to go to your boss and talk about taking some work off your plate. Yeah, exactly. And any decision where you can think calmly at home, out of the situation, is probably a decision you'll make a better choice on. That's right. Okay, so assume you're being calm and rational as we always are here at Manager Tools, as everyone knows. We just live in this little little piece this of little heaven. This little bubble here. <laughs> yeah. No, no, folks. We're a company just like every other company. Um, so we made this decision that we, we want to go to boss about, for, for some good reasons, take some work off of our plate, whether it's, you know, taking away from other priorities or um, so we can focus on those priorities or there's an opportunity to to transfer some skills to one of your, your team members. What, whatever the, the good reason is, there's probably some ways to convince your boss that this makes sense rather other than just going say, hey, I just want to get rid of this stuff off my plate. Yeah. So there is very little reason for a company represented by your manager to make changes to your workload without any benefit to it. If you just want to slough your work off on Jane and uh, the the business will have exactly the same, uh, it won't affect revenue or cost, it won't affect Jane's growth in the aspect of her learning new skills and being able to contribute those to the company then there's really no reason for the company to agree to change your workload. And you can understand that if you think of uh, something that you're asked to do, like if you're asked to organize the Christmas party, which is always a joy, if there's no benefit to you, it's really difficult to motivate you. But if you say, okay, you'll get an extra $500 in your paycheck or access to the CEO, or it would help your chances of promotion, then the benefit starts to outweigh the effort that's going to be put in that's right what's in it for me exactly and it may just be an opera and for some people just an opportunity to meet more people to you to know they get a thrill network. build your network or or frank just do a good thing for people some people that's enough right but there's always some benefit and so your your point here is if you want to move some work off your plate onto somebody else's there's got to be a net benefit to your organization for that and it'd be wise to think about what those things are before going to your boss. Exactly. And it's not just the benefits that, that you want to tell your boss. The benefits have to match a need. So if you have trouble spending your paycheck every month, which I know we all do, $500 probably isn't much of an incentive. But for people who live paycheck to paycheck and who could do with $500 to buy Christmas presents, they'd be thrilled to take on the job, right? Because they're like, hey, I can actually buy my kids Christmas presents. and That's lovely. So when you're thinking about the benefits for the company or specifically to your manager of moving that work, you have to match it to something they need. So saying that Jane will have a chance to work on the sales process isn't terribly persuasive. But Cross-training Jane now while she has time to learn in a low-pressure environment before you go on maternity leave in four months, that's much more persuasive because yeah. the manager knows that in four months they're going to have pain and you're taking You're offering away. a solution. That's right. I mean, that's what commercials do all the time, right? That's why they're so persuasive, right? They often show you a situation where somebody's in pain, right? They're 
they're, they're on a trip somewhere and they lost their baggage and they have no clothes. They have nothing. Right. And, and you can see just the pain in their, in their face. Right. And then all of a sudden American Express shows up and they think make, they can use your American Express card. It's easy. It takes all the pain away. Right. So same thing. Your, your boss, they represent the company. Your boss is in pain. She has certain pain points and you have an opportunity. If you can show that, that there's an opportunity to reduce that pain, that's influential. Exactly. So time and money are benefits that managers and companies are always looking for. So if you can save time by making fewer people involved in the process, for example, that's a benefit that you can use in that upcoming conversation. If someone else doing the work shaves time off because you're working on big products, projects and it's something that you only get to once a day and so there's like a 24-hour turnaround and somebody else doing it will mean there's a three-hour turnaround, that's a benefit. Um, and if you can save money by bundling this task with another one or needing less storage space or having less messages floating around, those are all good things too. So if you can do both, time and money, that's a that's a winner. If you can do one or other, then that's a good thing too. I mean, but lots of companies have contractors, for example. If you can reduce the contractor's workload somehow, or if you're paying per, uh, per week and they have hours where they're not doing anything, so you're paying them to do nothing, then by all means suggest that the contractor should do your work because then the company is getting the benefit that they're paying for. That's right. And the more benefits, the better, right? Well, yes. We're going to suggest that you take a piece of paper and list all the benefits you can think of first. So just brainstorm, challenge yourself to meet a particular number. That's always a good way to get lots of ideas. So say, okay, I'm going to list 20 benefits and see if you can get up to that 20. Then we want to cull that list so it's a reasonable list. And you want to rank them in terms of benefit to the company or benefit to your manager and choose the top four, maybe five, rather than having a list of 20. Because if you have a list of 20, you'll end up with things that are really minor and that will take away from the good things on your list or the things with more weight it's a bit like buying a car and they list all these things and it gets down to we have four cup holders and you're just like are you just adding that to make the list longer it just makes you suspicious when people do that so you don't want to engender any suspicion so keep the list short when you go to your manager and it's quite possible that they'll ask you about something that you've already thought about that's on your list so that's another reason to write the list long first because you'll then have the answer you don't have to give them the whole list and doing so would probably be a bad thing okay so what's the next step well if you imagine that that conversation you've discussed all the benefits your boss has said yes absolutely i think jane should do their project what do you think his next question is yeah how would he make this happen right <laughs> Exactly. Or more specifically, how will you make this happen? Yeah, good good point, right? Yeah, so your boss is not going to respond real well if you just put a bunch of work on her plate, right? Hey, here's a good idea. Why don't we transfer this work to uh, to Jane? Um, so long, <laughs> Sally. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Please make that Good happen. luck with that. Yeah, exactly. Sucks to be you. Yeah, you're more likely to uh, succeed in this if 
you make it easy for your boss and she doesn't have to do a lot of work. Exactly. And in all situations where you're having these kind of conversations with your boss, you don't want to come with an a half-baked idea. So that often people say you shouldn't go to your boss with a problem and no solution, which is, is a good aim, but not always possible. But in this case, you can go to your boss with the problem and the solution. So the problem is your workload and the solution is Jane. And the next question is, well, how do we do that? So you need to have that question to show that you've thought the whole thing through and there aren't any holes and it's all going to work out perfectly. So the, the best way to transfer non-complex work is to use a see one, do one, teach one model. So that breaks down this way. Jane watches while you do the work and then Jane does the work while you watch and then Jane does the work on her own and you check it afterwards. And then Jane does the work on her own and only comes to you if she needs help. So if you do something once a week, it'll take four weeks. And if you do something once a day, it'll only take four days. It will take some time to hand it over. And the more time you take, the better it is. If you think about transferring a task and you think, well, I get it done in half an hour. So when I'm training her, it'll only take half an hour. That's unrealistic. And it doesn't allow time for lots of explanation. Yeah. I just went through this actually within the last month. Actually, it was a kind of a two-month thing. It's a fairly complex thing I was transferring to uh, to Paul, actually, um, one of the staff here at Manage Tools. And it's complex enough that we did this over a period of about six weeks. Um, the task were performed is performed twice a week. And this is the exact process, as folks might imagine, <laughs> that, <laughs> that we followed. And it worked like a champ. And it does take longer to explain, right? In the first couple, when you're explaining what you're doing and he's asking questions and you're doing the task, I bet it takes twice or three times as long. It does. Now, this doesn't work for, for obviously all tasks that you might transfer to somebody. But in this particular case, I was able to record uh, what I was doing on a screen capture program. So it was, you know, something done on, on my computer. So I could literally record it. So we did it together. I, rec I recorded it. And then he could go back and watch it over and over and over again uh, until he got the details. So that was one way that we could now folks if you're doing something you might not be able to capture it on on your screen using software but you might be able to use your your iphone or your android device or a video recorder think about ways to um, capture what you're doing and that can ease the the process as well it's my favorite time-saving device of 2016 was discovering video and being able to video my screen and talking about what I'm doing. And then anybody says, how do I do this? <laughs> There's a video for that. And I only have to explain it once and I don't have to write instructions. And because people get the hang of it, because they're watching the video, when things change, they can kind of roll with the changes rather than coming back to me and saying, look, instruction 3A doesn't seem to work anymore. So that's my, it's my favorite thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a recipient. <laughs> we have we have a folder out on our shared drive somewhere that's just full of videos that, that Wendy's created. Pretty awesome. It's good. Um, and lots of people say that is a benefit, being able to watch it over and over again. To me, I don't think I would, but 
other people on our team have absolutely said every time I did it for the first 10 times, I watched the video again. So if I had to explain it 10 times to the same person, my patience would be gone after the second time. You know, I've been able to record video for a long time, right? I've been into photography and video for a while, but I've never really, you know, you just, you stuck in old habits. So I've never thought about using that technology to help me at work. Now, for those who are newer and younger to the workplace, maybe it's just obvious. Like, oh, of course, of course, I take my iPhone out and create a video and share it with folks. But who knows? I'm the same. I've known that it existed for like, I don't know, however long it's existed, but it never occurred to me till this year to put the two together. Right. If the job is more complex or the task is more complex, you'll need a longer time and you'll have to potentially have a whole training plan rather than just um, a set of instructions and that four-week turnover, like Mike said. Like you said, you went to six weeks and twice a week, so that's 12 times before Paul felt confident to do it on his own. Yeah. I don't know. So now, now you have all the information you need to go talk to your boss about it. And then we're gonna we're gonna cover that actual the actual conversation with the boss and future guidance. Exactly. So everybody, go prepare. By the time we record the one about how to talk to your boss, you'll have twenty tasks that you want. You're ready to move off to someone else. Um, perhaps we'll do those one at a time because your boss will probably not be chuffed if you come with twenty tasks that you think other people can do. <laughs> probably not. And handing over the work you hate the most is is a dream and we do daydream about it and it's often the work that we hate somebody else is not bothered by or actually enjoys doing so there's that part of it where as well the emotional impact of certain tasks and you can make that happen that somebody else takes those tasks you have to rein in the emotion and use a calm and thoughtful process and then you can sell the idea and your boss is much more likely to say yes rather than you, him saying no and then you asking in three months and he says no again and you ask in three months and he says, I don't want to talk about this topic anymore. So yeah, get it get it right first time. Yeah, my experience, you only really have one one opportunity, especially when you're getting rid of your, when you're asking to get rid of work that you're responsible for, you go back more than once. It's yeah, it becomes increasingly difficult. And then you start looking like a whiner and a complainer and not a team player and all that kind of stuff. So do your homework up front and you'll be in much better shape. All right. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks. Bye, everyone. All right. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long. Career Tools produces actionable guidance for professionals every week. To receive additional materials via our newsletter and to find products for situations you may face, go to www managertools.com. Search for Career Tools on Twitter and LinkedIn.